welcome to the Life Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go. Welcome to the Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm your host, June Colson, June Bug, a.k.a. Rudolph the Reindeer. Welcome to our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, Michelle. Merry Christmas. You're you're a little elf. Look at you. Well, I couldn't decide between the elf outfit, like the elf shirt, or um, my... uh, my crazy vet sweater vest um that a grandma would wear so i put them both on (gasps) look i was worried because i got jingle bells too okay that wasn't probably the most appropriate dance that i did i'm gonna go back and forth (laughs) the jingle bell rock okay there it is look at this look would you look at this i just realized it's poor little sorry he can't see um okay so for those of you listening and not looking um, right now, Michelle is dressed in a um, an elf shirt with a, a Christmas sweater that has jingle bells and snowflakes and gingerbread cookies. Gingerbread she has her man. Santa hat on and she's just rocking it out in Christmas style. You also have one of those. Show me that little. Uh, that's an instrument like. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so oh, we listen, can go I and- think my dog just saw that I'm a <laughs> I'm a reindeer. Oh, no. It sounds like it. No, it's it's a jingle bell thing, you know, so jingle bells, you know, the, the things that you would give to the kids at school for their Christmas show. Everybody has it and they all get to stand there. That's what this is. It's a stocking stuffer. I absolutely love it. Oh, I, yes, I, I, I could put that in my kid's stocking. Totally. That's what, that's what, um, you know, a teenage boy and a, and a guy in his twenties would love just some little jingle bells. No, you save this when you have grandkids and then you give it, you give noisy toys. Yes. That take no batteries. Listen. And you send them on their way. Yeah. The parents. Yeah. Constantly get to just hear that. I did that. Rue the day you were born. Yes, I did that. Um, I did that uh, to my sister because she, you know, she's older than me, and she was, um, you know, we've always picked at each other. And so her, she had the first grandbaby in the family, and so everything Aww. that I bought her was noisy toys and you know boxes <laughs> of five hundred pieces and you know <laughs> that kind of thing, and, like nice. the Duplo blocks that took up like the entire room. And and listen, hey, she those are awesome. It. They, they are awesome, but she didn't forget like everything, um, everything that she bought me for my children had assembly required and came without the batteries. And like, she, yeah, you know, it was, um, yeah, she was pretty fantastic. She didn't forget. With, she didn't forget. With our first baby, when he had like noisy toys, like pianos or whatever, we would like, you know, like you do as a new parent, we would put new batteries in it and then we would be uh. upset that the kid was playing with it. So then we, you know, by the second kid, we're like, oh, don't buy new batteries. We're saving money and saving our ears. So the kid can still play and pretend right. that it's doing something, but we don't have to hear all the noises that comes from it. You know, like the yeah. the, the, the light up things, the beep, boop, bop, bop. Yes. We don't have to hear yeah. that, but they can push on them all the time. And 
No yeah. noise. I feel like that's very, I feel like that's very organic parenting. That's what I tell people. We're organic parents. We're not giving our children toys that play with themselves. We give our children toys that sparks their imagination, but really it was because batteries were expensive and we were broke. So you were right. But you know, I could, I could pretend that. Okay. So speaking of Christmas gifts, Van Dusen, let's talk about, I, I, I'm not sure if the story you told me the other day, um, if I found it as brilliant parenting, if I found it as, um, disturbing and probably the reason your kids might need therapy in the future, (laughs) but, you know, but also like, it's a great way not to spoil your children. So tell me about these beautiful, um, gift boxes that you would give your kids. Okay. So there was a couple of years that I was so excited when I bought stuff on on um, Black Friday. I'm like, oh, they're going to love this. They're going to love this. And I, I couldn't wait to give it to them. So I would give it to them. And then I'm like, I look at the checkbook. I'm like, oh, we actually can't get them anything for Christmas now because I got this. And then I gave it to them. So for Christmas, I would wrap the empty boxes, you know, the boxes that the stuff came in. and But now it's empty. And we would give that. Now, mind you, there was a couple of times that, um, like, we let the kids pull all their money together, and um, we added some, and they bought an Xbox, and mm-hmm. then, um, <laughs> and then we we wrapped that box. But they didn't know Ross and I were actually playing the Xbox for weeks <laughs> in our bedroom. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Before you know Christmas, so they opened that box. It was empty. They're like, what is it? It's because that night, Christmas Eve, Ross went ahead and hooked it up to the living room one, so they were able to play it that morning. Yeah. But they it, opened it. It was, was like, great. where'd it go? They were so mad at us. Um, and okay, and we've also um, they they really wanted a phone, like cell phones. It was really yes. big in their schools, yeah. and we're like, you're ten. You don't you don't need a cell phone. I'm sorry, right? No ten year old needs a cell phone. But we wanted them to have a cell phone, but we didn't. So I got the store models and we wrapped those and everybody, they're like, oh, we got a phone. And then they're trying to make it work. And then they realized there was no battery in it. There was no guts to the phone. It was just at this point, a, a play phone, but it was a real phone. It was just a display phone. So so it was connected. It had no service. So did they go to school and pretend like they were talking to people on their phone? Like, did no. they, were they posers? Did they like, just at least like, you know, act like, cause you know, you've seen, you've seen where somebody's pretending they're talking on the phone and then suddenly the phone actually rings and you're like, yeah, busted. You weren't, but they, their phone was never going to ring. They could have pretended to be talking to, you know, their agent or whatever at 10 years old. <laughs> like, did they use it? Did they take it anywhere? No, they did not. They were really mad, really, really mad that year. So um, we, but, but we did actually have a phone for them, for the oldest. And so we did end up actually dialing because it was one of those phones where you prepaid it and you put some money on it. So we had that all set up because they, he was going to go on some school trip and we didn't want Mm -hmm. him to be somewhere where he, we couldn't contact him. Right. And so we did have one box that was still under the tree and um, what was a plant? We had a house plant that looked like a tree. So it wasn't really a tree tree, but it was there and we had it ringing and they're like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. What, what is it? And Philip's like, is this mine? Is this mine? And he's shaking it. I'm like, stop shaking it. Just yes. open it. You know? So yes. at that point they're like, 
is this real? Is it? Yeah. And then we rang it again, and they're like, "It's real." But the rest of them were very upset with us. <laughs> the rest, of, but the little ones, they just got fake phones. So that it kind of reminds me of like my my son Ty. Um, he when he got an Xbox, you know, he's four years older than his brother, and when he got an Xbox. I remember going upstairs and Ty was playing a video game and there was little Trey sitting beside him and Trey was just, and he was just doing it. And you could see like two fighters fighting and stuff. And, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like he's good. And then I realized Ty had taken the batteries out of the controller. The little brother the whole time thought he was playing. Right. And he wasn't, but Ty let him like be a part of the moment, but didn't actually like, let him be a part of the moment. You know, it was so, it was so cute. And sometimes I feel like that's how I live life. I feel like God looks down and he's like, look at her. And she's like, I'm controlling it. I've got this. I'm doing this. And the whole time the angels are like, look at her, look at her. She ain't got nothing. Actually, <laughs> that's how I played with my kids. They, you know, like that Mario game, you know, I try to make it jump. So I'm always, mm -hmm. you know, lifting it up and they just look at me like, yeah, you're doing great, mom. No, my little character was always that one, you know, hitting itself against the wall. It wasn't doing yeah, anything because yeah. I was just pushing all the buttons and it was, it was, um, yeah. So my kids let me be a part of the game too. Yeah. So. I gotta get, I, gotta, I just <laughs> took, I just decapitated Rudolph, I guess. Uh, Wait, hopefully. Okay. Hold yeah. up. <laughs> What is that leg Listen. behind you? You oh. have, you have, you have a, a leg behind yes. you if yes. for those that are listening i'm telling you you have to actually <gasps> check out this episode on youtube what is is that from that's from a movie right what is yeah, that that's from a christmas story that's from a christmas oh story remember the fragile when the box comes in and and the wife of the husband um fragile. have a whole yeah fragile so it says fragile on the box but as they're reading oh. it they're going Fra fragile, Ooh, fragile, and then he's like, "It must be French," and and they're all like excited because they don't know what what's in the box, and and it's just an iconic thing from that movie. And um, so uh, my husband and I, some of our our employees had like pitched in together, and that's what they gave us one year at a Christmas party. But the best part is, I live in like you know a fancy neighborhood with an HOA and all of that stuff. And the first year that we lived in this neighborhood. <laughs> I put it um, in the living room and we lived at the bottom of a cul-de-sac and I put it in the <laughs> living room because that's kind of where it is, the front room in the yeah. movie. And um, one of the neighbors uh, commented on the Facebook page or whatever of how tacky. <laughs> I also had a, I also had a Santa Claus in a bathtub. Like he was a blow up, you know, a big Santa Claus and he was like little bubbles and, you know, the, where was like he? He, he was in the front yard. He was, you know, a big Santa Claus. In a, and okay. so there was a comment about um, tacky Christmas decorations and a naked <laughs> Santa and a, and a naughty leg lamp. And I'm like, that's me. That's me. So what I did, Michelle, is um, I did take the leg lamp down from the living room. Um, yeah. But because we live at the bottom of the cul-de-sac, I realized that the people at the top of the hill, they couldn't see that leg lamp. So I moved oh. it up to the bonus room, which was the <laughs> highest point in our house. And so, okay, so since then, we we moved from that home. We lived somewhere else for a little bit, but we've moved back into the neighborhood. And now I'm not down in a cul-de-sac. I'm on the main road in our, <laughs> our subdivision. And I was so excited. Like first day, it's in the, you know, he, it, this, this beautiful leg sets in the dining room window. So now everybody who comes to our neighborhood gets to enjoy my leg lamp. And honestly, probably 99% of the people in the neighborhood that gets cute yeah. or funny, they get it. There's always one, you know, I, there's always that one. 
Yeah. So okay. So I I made you the the only picture here so people could yes. see the leg lamp a yes. little little more clear. Yeah. Uh, and then um, why do you have tiny little people at the bottom Listen, of the leg? <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Okay. So my sister in law Emily, I adore her. Yeah. She's super cool person. And so shout out uh, to Emily. Shout out to Emily. Um, so <laughs> one year, uh, we went to the dollar store and we were getting some stuff right before, uh, right before we had Christmas in, uh, in Bowling Green here. Yeah. And I saw these characters, these frightening. Okay. For those of you guys who are <laughs> like, they're, they're two little choir people. I think this is a girl. This is obviously a girl with her pigtails. She, one of them looks like it has the mange. Okay. It's the most frightening <laughs> little choir people I've ever seen. And these were for sale at the dollar store in my town. So I snuck them into my basket and bought them and I put them in a gift bag and I gave them to Emily in front of everybody. <laughs> and she's so kind. She would never like say anything. And she opens and she's like, oh, oh, oh. Okay, thank you. And I go, aren't they beautiful? Crazy. I just like I have never seen, I've never seen little caroling statues before. And I just knew you would love them. And she was like, I do. <laughs> thank you. And then I let her sit in that for, you know, probably five or six minutes, which was an eternity for her. And finally, I just busted out laughing. And I can't probably use the language she may have used that day. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> Don't ever do that to me again. Don't ever do that to me again. What, what was I supposed to do with that? Like, she's like, I was, I was in the back of my mind thinking these are hideous. How, what am I going to do with these things? So that was probably, um, that was probably 10 or 12 years ago. Right. And yeah. so, so why do you have them? Like how did so you the next year? Yeah. They're wrapped up in a gift for me under the Christmas tree. <laughs> and she's like, these better not show up at my house again. So then the following year, she lives two and a half hours from my house. I made my new neighbor, her sister lived in the same town, same subdivision. So okay. I had her son sneak and deliver these to their front porch. <laughs> like, and this went back and forth for years. And then suddenly they just disappeared. So five years ago, these, these beautiful Christmas carolers, they disappeared. And uh -oh. um, look, its foot just fell off. <laughs> So five years ago, they disappeared, they, you know, and, uh, and I was like, whatever happened to those? And she goes, oh, I think you had them last. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure you had them last. And they just disappeared off the planet. Well, sh they built a new house. And when she moved in, she found them this year. So, uh, so for five years, they've been out of our mind. They, they haven't been in play for five years. And then I came home house. from uh, a gig in, uh, out of town. I came home and these stinking freaky characters were sitting in my closet waiting for me. She found it, gave it to my son and they've shown back up again. So I know, love I, that. So they're look at them, Michelle. These are the things that nightmares are made of. These are just, it's so scary. It's so scary. Okay. Uh, I so think you need to up, I think you need to up the game a little bit and you need to um, get those little voice box things and you need to like do some kind of weird song on there. And attach it to the doll somehow so when she goes to pick them up 
it says they, something. They make a noise or something. Yeah, you're it, right. I should bedazzle them. I need to add yeah. some flair. Like, oh, need, oh but, but here's you could the deal. do like Silent Night. That would freak her out. <laughs> well, in my front, in the living room, um, in the in the window, because I just yeah. brought this in here for the recording, but um, in the front window, <laughs> like it's like Tiny Tim. It's missing a light. <laughs> um, so in the front living room, I have I have the little uh, hideous people now, so people can see those two from my front window. <laughs> I love it. I love I, it. We are responsible for some um, emergency HOA meetings. I'm just saying, my family <laughs> is. So yeah, so that's that's what's up with that. Um, but let me tell you what happened right before we recorded this. this okay, is, I'm going to get kicked out of this neighborhood. <laughs> I, uh, I have my phone on do not disturb and I look down and my husband has texted me and he was like, Hey, you know, so-and-so from work is coming by. He needs to pick up, um, whatever package. And I'm standing there in a reindeer costume reading this text <laughs> and the doorbell rings <laughs> and it's not the guy he works with, but it's, um, the UPS guy and there's glass Ooh. windows like right beside our door and you see yeah. him kind of tilt over and I'm standing there as a giant reindeer and I'm like, Hey, but it's not the first time I've walked through my neighborhood in a llama costume before I've been a taco by the street. Like yep. it's, yeah, I don't know how they haven't, um, how they haven't kicked us out yet, but I'm trying, it'll happen. So, so here's the thing, you know, here we're talking about, you know, crazy stories, crazy Christmas things, decorations, um, <laughs> different outfits that you've worn. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and people listening right now are probably going, yeah, but what does that have to do with comedy? What, what does this have to do? Isn't this supposed to be a comedy podcast? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But how do you think we get our comedy um, fodder? It's from real life. So you're either <laughs> being crazy, like, oh, that's the crazy neighbor, or yes. it's a comedian just getting some more material. And I and I love that we can take these family moments and turn them into a comedy bit for stage because everybody has had some crazy person give them a crazy gift, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, we've had we've had people that that were like, oh, why are they dressed like that? Like everybody can relate yes. to things like this. So I I, I love that um, you are a crazy neighbor and you I have a leg crazy. lamp. You have a leg <laughs> lamp and you I and, do. And, and and it's not just hidden in your office. Like you put no. it out there no. in the front room so the whole the neighborhood room. can laugh with you or yes. laugh at you. I love yes. that. I don't care. I don't care if it, if I thought it was going to bring joy to people in my neighborhood, if I thought that it wouldn't completely, because I would do more crazy things if I didn't have a teenage boy living here or a husband that I need to honor, whatever. Um, because I don't care. I'd stand by the road and just wave at the neighbors in my reindeer costume all day long. If it meant mm -hmm. that it brought joy to somebody's day and they laughed and, you know, had a good time because I think that okay. we, we take ourselves way too seriously way yes, too seriously. And, and I'm going to challenge you now. Okay. I'm going to challenge you because you just said, oh, I would, I would totally be outside waving at people in my reindeer costume. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go down to like the Dollar Tree area or somewhere that there's some traffic. Yes. And I, I want you to film it. So take your teenage son with you so he could film you. You in your reindeer outfit, standing on the street corner with a sign that says "Merry Christmas," just waving at cars right. and film it, you and just then post it. Your teenage son with you to film. That. <laughs> I bet he does. Yeah. And then post it. Then you got to post it on on our on our on our um, 
channel on our you on our Facebook page. You have to do it. You have to do it. I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. If you, I don't know how much money you can raise between now and and, and this going live because um, it's going to take a million dollars for my kid to go with me and film me doing that. It's not going to happen. But okay. So talk, so talking about laughter and stuff, we talked about how how important comedy is uh, yeah. this time of year. So yes. you know, a lot of comedians are booking Christmas shows and things like that. Um, and we know that the holiday can be the most joyous time of the year or can be a really painful time for mm -hmm. people. So it even more, um, it's important to, to get out there and be doing these shows and offering people an opportunity to escape from, uh, you know, some, some of the sadness of the holidays, the loneliness mm -hmm. of the holidays. Uh, you know, we know in the last few years uh, with COVID and everything that's been going on, a lot of loss has taken place and comedy is really a, it's a release. It can be healing for people, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it can. Um, for sure. So, you know, how do you go from a bah humbug? Wait, there we go. <laughs> Michelle, you really have a bah humbug hat right now. Michelle has I do. a, a it's embroidered bah humbug. It is. I guess it it's is. fair warning for your family. They're like, oh, the bah the humbug's on. Oh, what what mood is she in today? <laughs> yes. Her clothes will tell us. Here, now I have my elf hat on. Yeah, so. she has the elf hat. Um, yeah, this this season, the, you know, you have the seasonal depression. A lot mm -hmm. of people go through it. It's not yeah. just comedians. A lot yeah. of people um, go through it. And so, like part of it is a physical thing. So mm -hmm. like if you don't have the right vitamin D and the right melatonin and things like that, if you're lacking those things, then you're going to go down faster. Like that's first and foremost. Um, but the part of, of what we do as comedians, which is a wonderful thing, is we're supposed to be, be, be the joy bringers. We're supposed right, to right. help comfort people. Comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. It's a Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Bring them and, comfort, bring them joy. And that that's why this, this season is a great time. Now, to help people go that. So I would actually recommend to anyone that is out and about right now, if you see a comedy show happening and you know what? Go get some tickets and go to those shows. Go to the live comedy shows so you can start laughing. Because it it when you laugh... It does so many things to your body naturally, mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you're it just, it's a healthy, healthy thing to do. It helps yeah. relieve stress. It, it, yeah. it cleanses your liver. I mean, I love that. Like a deep belly laugh actually helps clean your liver. Have you ever thought about that? You're like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the spa and get my toes done and my, and my fingernails done. And I'm going to go get my hair done. I'm going to. I'm going to go exercise, but have you ever thought about like cleaning your liver out? I'm going to go clean my liver real quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just sit in the corner and giggle for, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but see, but you can't giggle. You actually, it has to be a deep belly laugh. So you got to go to the oh, comic oh. for that. You got to put yeah. on some, some maybe I should do release. that in my reindeer video. I'll just sit in a corner in front of a dollar store and just <laughs> belly laugh. And when people are like, what is this woman doing? I'll be like, I'm cleaning my liver. <laughs> Free liver cleaning here. <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely great. They're going to lock that. me up. They're going, do you remember that song? They're going to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. That's no, that'll be yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That that'll be what I'm singing. Okay. So, so as far as comedians and Christmas shows, like yeah. uh, this year I had somebody reach out to me and their church was doing a Christmas show and, you know, and they specifically said, um, 
you know, we want you to do some Christmas material. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, I think uh, especially new comedians, you could think, oh my gosh, I got to write a whole new act. I got to, you know, I got to do all Christmas jokes and, and they didn't necessarily want me to do all Christmas jokes, but mm -hmm. they wanted me to incorporate, you know, Christmas material. Yeah. And because I'm newer to the game, I don't necessarily have like a, an arsenal of like, okay, when I do a, a Valentine's day show, I'm doing my Valentine's jokes and I do my Easter jokes and I do, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, so advice to comedians when you, because people do want that, right? I mean, yes. they, they oh, want they things to be topical and, and uh, in the moment because they're having a Christmas party. They want Christmas. They're having a Valentine's banquet. They want something to do with Valentine's. So, so what do you suggest, Michelle? Just scrap it all and, and write all new stuff? Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that That's too much work. That's a lot mm -hmm. of work. Mm -hmm. No, you, sometimes just changing your introduction to your joke. Right. changes and makes it more topical. So instead of saying, um, you know, oh, last week I did such and such, or last year I did such, you could be like, you know what, this past Christmas I gave da da da, -da. and you could just add in these things. Oh, when we were visiting for Thanksgiving, da 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 da, -da. Right. you just add in those. Um, on Valentine's Day, my husband gave da da da. You know, you just right. add in in the intro. You can help change your joke like that. Like that's a first thing. Um, another thing always is like, if you're doing a Christmas show and you're at a certain event, I mean, this is kind of common sense, but we're, st we still got to talk about it cause it's maybe not common for everybody, but if you're at a particular place, acknowledge where you are, you know? So if, if mm -hmm. you're doing a corporate event and you're working for like McDonald's, don't start talking about Burger King. <laughs> right. You know, right, like, right. I love going to Burger King. Wait, you're doing a McDonald's right, corporation. So like, right. you know, like we, I know we talked about that in a previous episode about knowing, yeah. you know, read, read yeah. the room basically. Um, so if it's a Christmas show, then have some, have some stories about gift giving, have some stories right. about crazy gifts or good gifts. Make sure you have some stories about, you know, uh, shoppers, because like that's always shopping can cover Valentine's Day, can cover, you know, Fourth of July, can cover Christmas, it can cover things. Right. Shopping is right. a great subject to cover all year round. You but just, I definitely think you've got season. to um that's one of those we go back to the episode of pay attention to the person in front of you um mm -hmm. as well. Because if you're not the first person on stage, then someone before you might you want to make sure that um when you are writing that material that it, that it's not just generic information. Make it very personal to yourself and a, a real experience. And that way, um, even if you are both talking about shopping, you're not talking about the yeah. same general, you know, right. topic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like like your story about the dolls that it's been like a, a Christmas you know, gift giving exchange, but that personal story about you and wait, was she your cousin or your niece? What was it? Sister-in-law, my sister-in-law, sister-in-law, your sister-in-law. Yeah, so, yeah. um, crazy sister. Um, yes. <laughs> so that could, you could turn that into a birthday thing. You could turn that into a Valentine's day thing. Like, you know, it's right. something that you're right. competing back and forth, but it's a personal story about you in right. that. So, so that's, still kind of a shopping thing because you started yeah. out it was a shopping trip right yeah it was a dollar dollar tree dollar store yeah dollar store shopping trip 
Michelle, yeah. pay attention to the details. They were very critical <laughs> to that situation. Well, and it's like, okay, so I, I talk about my dad and his fireworks shows. And an example of that yeah. is, you know, if it's summertime, then I'm going to talk about, you know, we got through 4th of July or, you know, I'll refer to 4th of July. But also in the South, a lot of people set off fireworks for New Year's. And yeah. so I just mm-hmm. change it from his 4th of July pyro show to his New Year's pyro show. Right. So if it's in yeah. the winter, I'm going to talk more about how we're. So I'm doing a, an event next weekend. And when I do that set, I'll, I'll rather than saying 4th of July, I'll say, man, we're coming up on New Year's and hot dogs, Trailer Park pyro show. Yeah. And so I just, you know, make it more. But I don't write all new stuff stuff you know you can it's fun to to incorporate some new stuff but also just you know be creative and tweak what you've got see what you have that you can yes can plug into that uh can <laughs> tweak plug into that genre. what you got don't twerk what you got <laughs> <laughs> listen listen we know you hadn't done that for years and nobody's here to judge you for it okay <laughs> i saw you shaking those jingle bells earlier <laughs> that's why it's out of <laughs> <laughs> now it's on a stick now your bells are on a stick oh my gosh sometimes we go off the rails in these conversations <laughs> just a little just a little uh, so well, tweak to... what you have yeah which yeah. is really great because that takes the pressure off of oh, i don't know if i could do this i've got i've got one week until i do this christmas banquet and duh, and you're freaking right. out about right. having to write something that's probably right. not going to be that great i mean we're supposed to still continually be writing comedy and right. you find it from things in front of you, the observation, um, which clearly today uh, I'm missing it on all all aspects. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> but but it it takes the pressure off of of needing to to write something new and then refusing a job versus go ahead and right. We're like, well, I don't do it. Christmas material. So you may want somebody else, right? No, yeah. yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Just take what you got. Okay. I have to show you. So, so Christmas jokes, they can go wrong. They can go really <laughs> wrong. And I want to show you. So two years ago, you know, my husband um, was the fire chief of our town. And two years ago, we were going to Sunday school Christmas party, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, hey, babe, I, I laid out your, you know, uh, ugly Christmas sweater for the party tonight. And he goes, oh, they're doing ugly sweaters. And I was like, yeah, they were not. They were not, but I thought it would be <laughs> really lied. fun. You I lied. lied. <laughs> I just thought it's going to be so much fun when he shows up in this sweater, right? Hashtag so, that's so the fight this started. Is the sweater. Okay. So, so you oh, can describe goodness. what that looks like. Um, I'm going to wait. First, I'm going to get you a solo layout here so we can see. That's a goat. Is that what that is? Hold it up higher. Um, like higher. So it's a goat wearing a Christmas sweater. So it's a sweater. It's a red, white design. And then a black and white goat wearing a green Christmas sweater. And he did have a bell <laughs> on his neck. He did have a bell. Okay. So that's what I laid out <laughs> for my husband. And because um, he was he was coming in late for the fire department. We were rushing down the street. So we get there. I'm in the dining room talking to the ladies. He's in the living room watching football with the guys. And suddenly he just comes flying into the dining room and he's like, we got to go. We got to go. And I said, uh, what's ha- You know, what's going on? And he said, the country club, uh, it's on fire. And, you know, he's the fire chief. And yeah. so <laughs> we uh, we jump in the car and we're headed back to our house so he can pick up his fire vehicle because he has like a chief's car or whatever. And halfway between their house and our house, you know, I, I see him like he's in his head. He's going over everything that's going on. And this was a massive fire. Oh, and no. uh, and I said, what can I do? What can I do to help you get out the door faster? And he goes, I don't know. Maybe get me a different shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, so my, so I did, I got him a, like a hoodie, a fire department hoodie and you know, and he hops in the car, he disappears. But from what I understand the rest of the night, everybody at the Christmas party was watching social media and the news and all of that stuff because they were all just like, let him be on the scene in the goat sweater, let him be on the scene in the goat sweater. So, so that Christmas Aww. joke went really wrong, really fast. <laughs> So basically what I'm hearing is you're responsible for starting the fire. I did not. I did not start that fire. No, uh, I did not start the fire. But but yeah, so so I had that one. And then um, one morning, Jason, so they're deer hunters. And, and I had a clown nose, a red clown nose. And he has like a, a deer that's mounted on the wall or whatever. And so Rudolph, morning, right? You totally so did what, Rudolph. So one morning, Jason, Christmas morning, the the boys were sh at the time sharing a bedroom and Jason thought it would be really funny to put the, the clown nose on the deer head, take it off the wall and go into their bedroom. Oh, no. <laughs> they go, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And they woke <laughs> up with that deer in their room. My oldest son fell off the bunk bed. The youngest one just went screaming and running from the room. <laughs> And that's how they started Christmas. So they were expecting Santa and got his deer instead. Yes. They were very, very disappointed. Yes. Yeah. So I and, think that our kids wow. should do group therapy together. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's gonna cost us a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, the traumatizing. But then I think Trey yeah. got me back one day because his first grade, uh, his first grade teacher came in and after school, she was like, hey, you got a minute so I can talk to you. And I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> she said, during rug time in first grade, um, where they just kind of gather around and, and sing songs and talk and whatever, um, Trey asked if he could get up and sing a Christmas song. And <laughs> she said, I was like, yeah, sure. That, that'd be great, Trey. And he starts with, this is a song that my papa hot dog taught me. Oh, no. Right there, she should have shut it down. I she should have shut it down right there. Teresa, because <laughs> she's a friend of mine. She goes to church with my sister. I said, "Did that not warn you of anything? <laughs> he, you never let a kid start a song that he said, Papa hot dog.' Michelle, have you ever heard Randolph the Bowlegged Cowboy? No. Yeah, she I don't let think him so. Get, she let him get through two verses. My dad Randolph Randolph the bow-legged cowboy had a very okay. shiny gun. And if you ever saw it, you would drop your pants and run. Wait, that what? Okay, enough. stop. Yes, stop. She okay. didn't stop him. So people could just Google it now and, and probably, probably. <laughs> I don't know where my dad learned it, but he taught it to us when we were kids. And it was all inappropriate Christmas songs. Okay, so that's first verse. She let him get to the second verse before she shut it, shut it down. So uh, so yeah, it's bow-legged wow. cowboy, you drop your pants and run. Um, all of the other reindeers used to laugh and call him names, right? Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Randolph, with your gun so bright, won't you shoot my wife tonight? Oh, oh <laughs> wow. Went, stop, 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 stop. Okay, Trey, okay, Trey. Oh, we gotta go recess, everybody. Off the rug. Like, that was my child. That was my child in first grade. Wow. Okay, you know what? Uh, because Because you just brought up a song. Um, I have a song that uh, I have some lyrics on here um, that I don't know if you know, because Christmas season is really about the birth of Jesus, right? I do know that, Michelle. Okay. I actually and, know. And the fact that you think and, I don't know. 
probably talking to our audience. Uh, you know, I don't know if you all listening, but like June, the way you live your life and the whole bow-legged cowboy thing, I don't know if you know that Jesus is the reason for the season. So go ahead, preach to me, Michelle. Tell me what's happening. Tell so, me what's, so this, this. What's this Christmas so, about? So the 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 song the um on the first day of Christmas my true love gave to me like that yes. song what is it the twelve days of Christmas yes twelve days of Christmas okay so one of the meanings behind it you know was actually um, the Christians would sing that to relay messages or the message of the salvation of Jesus in mm. that so yeah. the partridge in a pear tree represented Jesus Christ and mm. the two turtle doves was the Old and the New Testament. Mm. And then the three French hens was the three virtues of faith, uh, faith, hope, and charity. And then the four calling birds, that's the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm. The five golden rings is the first five books of the Old Testament. Six geese laying is the six days of creation before God's rest on the seventh day. The seven swans of swimming are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. The uh, eight maids of milking yes. is the eight is is the eight Very beatitudes. Okay. What? <laughs> what did you say? I said I was always curious about those maids. Like, what's up with yeah. the, what, what's up, what's up with those? Okay, so so the beatitudes, <laughs> the eight, the eight beatitudes. Got it. So the nine the nine ladies dancing is talks about the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. The ten lords of leaping is the ten commandments. The 11 pipers piping is the 11 faithful disciples. And the 12 drummers drumming is the 12 points of belief in the Apostles' Creed. And um, so a lot of that's just all associated with the 12 days of Christmas. And, and it actually refers to the 12-day period of the, um, it's from December 25th to the uh, the Epiphany, um, as when like the manifestation of when Christ is Christ's glory was revealed. Anyway, that's so, a lot of big words. The epiphany and manifestation is. and creed and all of that stuff. Yeah. But bottom so just, line is, bottom <laughs> line is Christmas. We don't want to bounce off of here without uh, truly recognizing the fact that, you know, Michelle and I are Christians. Um, mm -hmm. We've shared that on here. We haven't tried to make it a, you know, necessarily a Christian podcast, but when, when yeah. Christ is in you, he comes out in everything that you do. And so in, in the Christmas podcast, we would be remiss if we didn't, talk about the birth of our Lord and Savior, why it's such a joyous time for us, because, yeah. you know, this is when he when he came to earth and, and the journey began um, for him towards the cross where he died for our sins and basically, you know, ha ha has given us the opportunity to be free and have eternity in heaven with him. Um, and we, and we hope that for all of our listeners, and if there are people on here that aren't believers and are curious and want to know more about Christ and, and Christianity and why, because truly Michelle and I haven't had easy paths. Our lives have not been easy. We go through things on the daily, um, literally yeah. before we began recording, we were, we we're talking <laughs> about, you know, the, the fact that, you know, in my life I, I've lost two babies and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and Michelle, uh, Michelle and I have shared a lot of personal uh, stuff with each other. And if you only knew all of our uh, pollution that's been in our life, um, you would be completely surprised and shocked. But the reason why we have joy, the reason why we laugh, the reason why we connect to one another is because we do have the love of Jesus in our heart 
and in yeah. our life. And we know, um, we know, you know, that all things are going to work out in the end for us. And we want that for everybody who's listening, right, Michelle? Yes. And one of the things that's really important to, um, to why I became a Christian really is, you know, my heart used to be heavy with everything that went around on around me, you know, trying to be a good person or trying to do this, to Mm. do the right thing and, you know, trying to be very moral about things. And it was a struggle that I was trying to do things. But when I asked Jesus to be my personal Lord and Savior, it was like a weight was lifted off of my heart. Yeah. And so that's when I became free. You know, I was free in him. Now, do I still have a lot of issues? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we all do. But it's not a burden on my heart anymore. So I love the fact that I know that I can go to God for with anything, any of my, you know, my issues of life, I can bring it to him and he helps me and he stays with me through every situation. He does. He never leaves me. And, um, I didn't know that before because before knowing Christ, I was trying, I had to do it. I had, it was all about me and my effort and my effort was never good enough. So now if I mess up, I mess up and I mess up big about a lot of things, but he's with me in it and through it and I'm going to be okay. I'm going to yeah. be okay on the other side of it. So yeah. I love him. And even though I don't, you know, <laughs> it's awkward for me to say little Michelle and the Messiah, I tell you to take it higher. <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not me because that's not my personality, you know, to kind of wrap that. So I can't, but I can honestly say that I know that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, not to condemn us, but to love us right. and to restore us to him. And so if you are, you know, if you're listening, if you're still listening, uh, know that Jesus loves you and that if you have questions or if you're at a point in your life when you're like, what's, what's the point? What's, what, what's the point of living anymore? What's, right. why am I even here? Go ahead and just talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. I know my life changed when I stuck my little finger up to heaven. <laughs> I'm like, if you're for real, you've got to change me. And he did. It yeah. was the moment that I actually asked him to prove to me that he was real, that he showed up. And he's been with me ever since. And I and I just love yes. that about him. He's a redeemer. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I, I tell people I've done life without him. And I've done life with him. And I never want to go back to being without him. He yeah. he is the reason for hope and joy and, uh, you know, and a future. Emmanuel. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we definitely, we, we didn't want to. And, and, you know, talk to God, but also, you know, you could reach out to us and I'll tell yes. you, hey, Michelle is really wise. You should talk to her. <laughs> I'm going to confuse you, y'all, because I'm still, <laughs> I confuse. Yeah, I, I get things a little mixed up, but I know, I know, you know, bottom line. And, and the final thing I would want to say is, um, you don't, don't base, if you're not a Christian, don't base your uh, thoughts on who Christians are and what they are and what they do by what you mm-hmm. see in television and social media and those kind of things. If you have any kind of job, right? So someone in the military, if they watch a movie about the military, well, that's not how they, that's not what we do. That's not how, it's a depiction 
of what, you know, what social media people, you know, want you to mm-hmm. think. And a lot of times people think that oh, Christianity is about people judging other people and, you know, and, and, and looking down and pointing fingers and doing that kind of stuff. And, um, and, and that's truly not, not what it's about. And we hope that in the podcast that you've been able to see that this year and uh, feel our hearts for, um, for God, but also for you guys who are listening. Yeah. So we so I want think you a, to be well. Yes. And I think that's a great way to wrap this thing up unless you want to sing a, you know, a Christmas song or something, Michelle. I know that, um, I know that, you know, you're probably the lead in the choir in the Christmas choir this year, right? (laughs) I am. I'm totally, I love Christmas caroling. Like that was something that we did as, as a kid all the time. And I'm just going to tell you this quick story before we, we exit out of here. Um, My cousin, who's like, well, as tall as you, June, like three feet taller than I. Yes. uh, we went out Christmas caroling one year. We took three steps. It was, you know, one, two, and then we hit a patch of ice and it was boom. Oh, <laughs> we <were> no. <laughs> flat on our back. And so um, our Christmas caroling didn't happen that much that year. But we, we love Christmas caroling. No, I'm not the lead. No. Oh, I'm I not, think it, I think Christmas singer. caroling could be interesting with a concussion, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you laying there in your little elf hat, just flat out, and just singing it, just singing from the ground. Michelle's not giving up. She's not backing off. Listen, okay, one thing before we go, uh, super excited to share with you guys that for what? Christmas, as if this yes. was in a four-hour podcast, for <gasps> Christmas, we are giving you a bonus episode. Bonus. If you haven't heard enough, we're giving you a bonus episode um, so that, you know, whenever you're hanging out with your family and they start talking politics and arguing and doing all that stuff, you can just be like, you know what? I, I just got a gift from the Laugh Support podcast. Let me put my earbuds in, escape, and listen to Michelle and June talk about how you can kill a joke. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. We wanted to give you guys that bonus episode so we we hope you guys enjoy it. We're we have killing it on Christmas. After that, we're, we got a New Year's episode coming up. Rick Roberts is going to be on there. Yes. It absolutely is going to rock that episode. So if you want to catch any of our previous episodes, you can find us on YouTube. You can watch it and, and see the leg lamp and see the, you know, see the reindeer costumes and the elf and everything else and the ugly, frightening little carolers. Um, you can also see us on uh, you can see us on YouTube, um, Creative Motion Network on Roku TV, and you can listen to us anywhere that you find your podcast. All right. Amazon, Apple, Audible, all of that stuff. Whatever. Whatever. You know where they are. It's there. You can get it. You got it. All right, Michelle. Merry Christmas to you <laughs> and your and your Legos, all of your crazy Legos. I love you. Merry Christmas. Jesus and Jubug love loves you. you. Let them know, Michelle, that the what's little, <laughs> what's the little elf Michelle say? Little elf on the shelf. Uh, I don't know. What what would the little elf on the shelf say? That would actually be, a, a, I don't know. You're the alliteration one. And maybe get I'm me just, down? <laughs> like, why are down. you doing all these strange no. things to me? <laughs> I want to go back to the North Pole. I think I've seen some of the elf on the shelf stuff. No, I no. know, right? No, you just, I just say wanna, what Michelle would say. Uh, well, I just want to say in this season, God loves you. I love you. And we will see you next year for season two. Thank you for listening. God bless. <laughs>